Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to a new season of Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Since the previous episode recording, Donald Trump has been indicted for multiple crimes in multiple jurisdictions, but I'll do what his legal team wants to do. Delay dealing with them until later in this episode. (laughs) Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell froze when he was asked if he was going to run for re-election in 2026. To be fair, He was probably thinking whether he was going to still be alive then. (laughs) Lauren Boebert was escorted from a theater during a live performance for vaping, singing, and recording during the show. How embarrassing, her getting kicked out, and she wasn't even with someone who was exposing themselves in public. (laughs) (laughs) And the show was a musical about Beetlejuice. It's a kid's show. If she doesn't want to be associated 
with socializing with predators. She shouldn't be hanging around at a place for kids. <laughs> I have a theory that she went to see the Beetlejuice musical because Beetlejuice's teeth are like those of her supporters. <laughs> it's a shame Lauren Boebert didn't get kicked out of the Barbie movie because then the audience would have felt sorry for her and thought, it's a shame they're kicking out one of Margot Robbie's stand-ins. <laughs> New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez has been indicted once again on corruption charges after cash and gold bars were found in his closet and safe deposit box. Bob Menendez missed a golden opportunity for his defense. He should have said he got those items from George Santos. <laughs> Chuck Todd officially stepped down as the moderator of Meet the Press, and he bid farewell in a rather sentimental uh, goodbye on social media. In return, of course, he faced a brutal roast from the Internet who wished that he not so much as stepped down from the role of moderator as step off a curb in front of an oncoming truck. <laughs> Robert F. Kennedy Jr. wanted to debate Dr. Peter Hotez on the efficacy of vaccines. Dr. Hotez won't do it, presumably because it's impossible to get 90 minutes out of vaccines work and you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Threads has started as an alternative to Twitter. I was optimistic that it was going to be free of racists and sexism until I heard it was run by Mark Zuckerberg. Then I thought, ah, oh, fuck it. Never mind. Anyway, it's a great chance for me to promote my Mastodon account. <laughs> the Jack in the Box restaurant chain has opened a Snoop Dogg themed chain in California, which explains why everyone who has eaten there no longer has glaucoma. <laughs> Networks are considering taking reruns of that 70s show out of syndication because of star Danny Masterson's rape conviction. I thought they should have pulled the show because of Ashton Kutcher because, well, he's Ashton Kutcher. Oh, God. <laughs> and now on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, and Ward Morrow. Hey. Hey. Everyone, welcome back. How was everyone's summer? Well, Tom, it's been so long since I've seen you. Like Beetlejuice, I said, Tom Myers, Tom Myers, Tom Myers. And there you are. So it's great to be back. I, I find that I, I find that very heartwarming. Maybe it's just because of, uh, of my age or people uh, or the fact that I'm relieved that this podcast has uh, lasted longer than the presidency of, say, William Henry Harrison or the leadership of Liz Truss. But uh, yeah, I'm starting, I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to feel comfortable with the, with the camaraderie of regular podcasting. Now you're coming out strong with the Liz Truss reference within the first five minutes of season four. That's why this podcast is beloved. <laughs> uh, how's everyone else doing? Good. Uh, good. Glad to be back been an exciting few months we have a lot to talk talk about <laughs> right before the the we got on there was an ap alert about yet another piece of information coming out of new york so yeah you have this is perfect timing for you <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I had a very interesting summer. Uh, as you know, I live in a very Republican area of the state. I live in a very Republican county. And a new administration took over our county government last year. It's a Republican administration succeeding a Republican administration. So you think, oh, big deal. But apparently this Republican administration went head to head. Like the big race was in the primary against the previous Republican administration. So now it's like both the, like the former Republican administration and the new one are throwing shades at each other. So basically myself and the rest of the Democrats in Harford County, Maryland, are basically just waiting until they like literally cannibalize each other until they're they're literally feasting on each other's remains. And I'm I'm just excited about that. Yeah, it's kind of like a mini version of Congress. Like it's like you have your own representation in Harford County of what's happening in Congress. <laughs> Please do. Please feast. Congress. I was thinking it's more like an eight mile. Someone's going to drop the mic at some point and pull somebody's <laughs> pants down. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be so lucky. <laughs> Alan Dershowitz says any lawyer who agrees to represent Donald Trump is going on what is tantamount to a suicide mission, which makes sense because five minutes around a Trump supporter makes someone want to commit suicide. Having Donald Trump as one of your clients is the equivalent of a gun range owner placing himself where the paper target should be before everyone starts firing. I'm beginning to think that Donald Trump believes if he gets so many indictments, they're like a punch card, and he gets a free Big Mac. Former Trump chief of staff and current Georgia co-defendant Mark Meadows keeps telling reporters that he doesn't talk about J6. That's because if he says J6 three times, Whoa. like Beetlejuice, Donald Trump appears and shoves a three-wood up his ass. <laughs> Former White House staffer Cassidy Hutchinson revealed in her new book that during Trump's January 6th speech, Rudy Giuliani groped her. Between her and the other female Giuliani staffers complaining, I have a theory that Rudy Giuliani thinks his erect penis is one of the Twin Towers, and he's desperately trying to keep it from collapsing. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's the first episode of the new season. I'm warming up. <laughs> If Donald Trump is found guilty, then it will be a major historical event. He will become the first former president of the United States to <clears throat> not commit suicide in prison. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear my throat there. I have a theory that Donald Trump is secretly looking forward to prison as he has run out of people on the outside to sexually assault. <laughs> of course, the root of all of this may be that Donald Trump was never a dog owner. That's because I have a theory that he views the role of a dog similar to the role of his wives. Obedient, they speak when spoken to, and when they die, he buries them on his golf course. <laughs> so Ward, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to go ahead and bring you on was because of your like, political knowledge, knowledge of what's going on. Uh, in the legal system. Like, do you think we could actually see a televised trial of not only a former president of the United States, but you know, what's the likelihood that, you know, he'll be convicted and have to serve some kind of time, even if it's home confinement or an actual prison sentence? You know, I, I was a prosecutor for 10 years. And, and I got to tell you, I think if I had 
91 indictments on somebody and had to go to trial on a bunch of them because they didn't want to plead guilty to anything. And, you know, I think I could win one, right? I mean, <laughs> what is all it takes? So you know, it depends on what the one is. If nothing else, the, the Georgia trial apparently is going to be televised. Um, and it's almost going to be like a Ken Burns episode. I mean, it's going to be like, you know, the Trump years. And you're just going to have everybody seemingly that he's ever worked closely with come forward. Um, I'm not sure who's going to ultimately be representing him in all these cases, because I got to tell you, it, it gives you a new title. If you if you decide to work for Trump, first off, you're probably not going to get paid. And secondly, they're going to start calling you a co-defendant at some point. So I don't think anybody in their right mind wants to represent Donald Trump, or at least if they do, they want their money up front. Or the title disbarred. <laughs> like that could be. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Tom, on Tuesday in New York, uh, as we record this, uh, judge ruled that the former guy pers uh, persistently, this is from the New York Times, persistently committed fraud by inflating the value of his assets, talking about properties, not anything else, and stripped, <laughs> and stripped the former president of control over some of his signature New York properties. It's a major victory for Attorney General Letitia James in her lawsuit against Mr. Trump, effectively deciding that no trial was needed to determine that he had fraudulently secured favorable terms on loans and insurance deals. So what the judge is doing is saying that there's no need to discuss this at trial. We're just going to get to the penalty phase right away. It's pretty clear. It's clear up front. We don't need to litigate it. And that's a big, uh, it's, it's, uh, a decisive blow against him, against Trump. Well, you brought up a very interesting point in that like, the other kind of asset inflation, the other kind of asset inflation case in New York has to do with the Stormy Daniels payment, just to yeah. keep her quiet about that. So, yeah. yes. But and, and Jeff, is that just so that's felony, but there's it's not. There's no time. That's that's money. Yeah, that, that I think uh, that's. That's uh, what, what do you think, Ward? I, I, I thought there was also, you know, but I don't think he was charged with it, the Federal Election Commission kind of crimes there that, you know, he was making a campaign payment. But, yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is going to be money. Some of the early stuff, the little stuff might be some probations. But I got to think that there's a lot more that we still don't know, like with the files in Mar-a-Lago, um, exactly what was some of the stuff. I and mean, we know kind of. Some of the stuff is super top secret stuff. Some of it they can't really let out of the bag still. But I mean, as they do, I, I, I feel like, you know, normal people kind of go, oh, you're kidding. You know, like you've really you've got to this is crazy. You've got to really do something here. And then you talk to the and I have a couple of friends that you know, I still see on Facebook and whatnot who are very conservative that love Trump. And it's like what gets them upset was if, you know, Barack Obama had a tan suit where his wife had a sleeveless dress. And they're apoplectic about that. But Trump is inviting the Russians into the White House and giving them secrets. And oh, that's just, you know, that, that's just politics. Everybody does it. I'm pretty sure everybody doesn't do that. No. Um, and, and if they do, somebody like Menendez, I mean, I know Trump had the golden showers. Apparently Menendez has the golden bricks that, you know, he's got all over his home. Um, but, you know, the Democrats are lining up going, yeah, he pretty much should resign and, and get out of Dodge. And yeah, nobody's supporting him. But, you know, some of these Republicans are like, I don't care if Trump's a sexual offender. I don't care if he's given secrets to the Russians. 
I don't care if he's been indicted 91 times for multiple felonies. Hey, he's my choice for president. Who are these people? Yeah, well, they're they're racist, Ward, because anybody else that looked different that did any in any piece of that, there's they would they wouldn't support. So there's nothing else you can say because he has nothing substantial. He doesn't stand for anything. So here's my thing. If he since it's all going to probably for these anyway, come down to some money, it does he if he puts Bedminster and all these other things in the names of children or whatever, does he just never have to pay? And I'm glad Ward's on the show. As we record this, I found out that, you know, Trump went out and purchased a gun at an armory <laughs> shop. So he how does to. that he play he into all this? To, and then in the, in the end, he didn't. But, you know, Hunter Biden you know, has a gun thrown away and we're you know, charging him with a felony and going crazy. Trump's standing there, you know, holding the gun saying, yeah, I think I'd like to buy this. Well, you know, I think, though, that they may have just found a way to get like a conservative or a Republican or a Trump supporter, like if they're facing criminal charges, they they finally found a way to get them to stop buying a gun. And that is someone's whispered in their ear. You can no longer post about Hunter Biden. Oh, OK, maybe I maybe I don't need this vanity piece that has my name on it. It makes sense that the first mugshots of the Trump defendants were taken in Georgia at least from a historical perspective. When this country was first founded, we sent all of our criminals to Georgia. The defense in the Georgia case wants to request that potential jurors answer questionnaires. The judge made sure that it would not be a requirement to the jurors, meaning they would be the first jury questionnaires in the history of American jurisprudence to answer every question, fuck off. <laughs> in this clip, a bar full of people await the moment when the first ever mugshot of a former president of the United States is broadcast for all the world to see. I've seen less excitement in a bar in Timonium when the when the Ravens eke out a victory. It's the best. It's like when the Mariners win for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than a sports ball game, as I call them. <laughs> Yay. It makes me nervous that older Americans still continue to support Donald Trump, who is pretty much threatening to end democracy in this country as we know it. But not surprising. Have you ever been inside a casino? Old people love to gamble. <laughs> Always wanted to voice their opinions. Some Trump supporters old enough to be part of the ironically named silent generation give their reactions to one of their heroes indictments, as we can see in this clip. Doesn't matter to me. Not at all. I think it's a bunch of bull. Trump ain't done that wrong thing. Trump done is they saved this country. They're not going to let it stop. Mm -hmm. They can't stand the fact that he's running for president, and I am a Donald Trump fan. It's uh, probably altered, um, but it's just typical, typical uh, liberal propaganda. None of the Republican voters CNN spoke with had read the indictment. No, I wouldn't waste my time on a phony indictment. I don't care about the indictment. You could, hey, you could indict a baloney sandwich. What he did is incorrect. 
absolutely incorrect. But the system allowed it to happen. The system is broken. It needs to be fixed. The convention also drew a handful of anti-Trump protesters, co-opting one of his most popular catchphrases in this quick moment of tension. Lock you up. Yeah, you had you support Hillary Clinton. She done a lot wrong. Uh, you're an idiot. I think Trump is the best president we've ever had, and I'm all about getting him reelected. It's nice to see the guy from the Angry Grandpa videos is doing well. Would you vote for a bologna sandwich for president? I would vote for a bologna sandwich. <laughs> Honestly, can we try the bologna sandwich instead? Because it would cost the taxpayers a lot less money. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing about, you know, you can indict a bologna sandwich. I, you know, I, invite, I, I indicted thousands of people. I never indicted a bologna sandwich. And, and I can guarantee you, if I did, I wouldn't have brought it to trial. Um, I, I don't know who these people are. I keep coming back to that, but it's just, you listen to these people and they're like, oh, well, you know, his recording, well, that could be made up. Oh, the video, well, he, maybe he made it up. His confession, oh, he didn't mean it. I mean, <laughs> what is evidence to these people? It's a cult. And I think if you belong to a cult and your leader is telling you whatever, then that's... that you you that's your nourishment you are fed that and they don't listen or watch anything else that gives them new information right so wherever they're getting their information oan or fox or wherever they're getting it it's it has one message from the leader who their their leader of their cult so they don't even hear this other stuff so it is, it's almost sad. I mean, yeah, it's super funny and ridiculous and you're like, what? But it's, it's just more like sad. The only reason they allow Donald Trump to hang out in the Versailles bakery is because most of the customers there don't know what he's saying. Trump and the customers do have one major thing in common though, English not being their first language. On the other hand, he's different from a lot of the Cuban exiles that hang out there as he would likely sink the raft all by himself. In this clip, a reporter faces an unruly reaction when she tries to get a reaction from Donald Trump shortly after his indictment in the Florida case. President Trump, are you ready to go to jail? President Trump! reporter for sky news which it's a rupert murdoch owned operation so it's yeah. not exactly like they're they're not exactly progressive apologists so just imagine what would happen if that were nbc or cnn or or one of those organizations they think that how could he possibly have lost because everybody supports him and i'm like it's a small crowd of crazies that seem to support him and maybe not that small a crowd i mean if you think about it 
even before Donald Trump, we had, you know, the Tea Party people that was long before Trump. I mean, they're, you know, but of course we had the Klan long before we had Trump too. And, you know, I mean, there, there are crazy people that there were certainly, you know, lots of anti-Semites early before World War II um, and certainly after as well. But I mean, you know, th there is an element out there that is just extremist weird. And when Trump jacks that up with, you know, we should, we should kill the chief of staff, you know, General Milley. I mean, that's scary stuff. The hypocrisy is just amazing because I, you know, they asked a very valid question. That's all it was, was a question. But I guarantee if we were talking about Hunter Biden, they would be cheering and applauding. Spoiler alert. I think he is afraid of going to jail. And that's why they're, they, that, that crowd answered his question for him. Yeah, it's, it's like a strange sort of Stockholm syndrome. And I can't, I I don't think that's something that is understood. I don't know how to undo. I would like to know a Trump supporter, not intimately, no. but more personally, personally, and then unravel how they started out being a Trump supporter and then came into the light eventually. And I want I would like to, what's inside your head? Like, how did you, and what was the thing, the final thing, right? That made you finally see. And I, I, I want to study them like a science experiment. Well, I don't know if you know this, Gina, there's a jail down in Washington, DC. I believe you can find a few people down there who fit that description. I, let me see if I can get on the visitor list and rotate through. <laughs> Look, I'm a professional therapist. I actually do this for a living. And even I look at them and go, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> Former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake has had quite a career. Considering she looks like someone took one of Satan's minions, gave them a wig, makeup, and notoriety as a local TV news reporter. <laughs> In this clip, Carrie Lay gives us her prediction about the 2024 election results. We're at war, people. If you want to get to President Trump, you're going to have to go through me, and you're going to have to go through 75 million Americans just like me. And I'm going to tell you, yep, most of us are card-carrying members of the NRA. That's not a threat. That's a public service announcement. <laughs> I'm like, I look at all the hate I've taken on social media and I'm like, okay, that seems mild by comparison. 75 million, that's a number. 75 million of us have, have guns, but that's not a threat. That's not a threat. <laughs> and also, like, also... The U.S. government, they, they also have guns and they also have things like drones and tanks and even more powerful weapons. And, you know, not all Republicans aren't the only people with guns. Not that, you know, Dems are running around throwing them in people's faces, but Republicans. Speak for oh. yourself, Gina. I mean, I'm happy. to. <laughs> I don't have one, but I definitely know a lot of people who do. <laughs> smart see we actually conceal them and not tell anyone we have them it's right. like going around saying i have a bunch of drugs and they're right here right exactly 
All politicians and candidates for office rely on walk-up music once they are introduced to the crowd. But Trump seems to put too much into his song choices, as is demonstrated here. From the lakes of Minnesota. Let's listen to that song. you don't see at the end of that video is he had to rush to get to the podium because he was about to orgasm after hearing that song. <laughs> so, so gross. He's like the anti, the irony is he's like the anti-American patriot, like just from businesses abroad to like not serving, not, I mean, he's the, he's the opposite. <laughs> Right. His companies, even before he ran, threatened to run for office, were making clothes in China. Well, and, and then when he tells General Kelly at Arlington Cemetery about his about General Kelly's son, that, oh, yeah, they're all suckers. And what was in it for them? I mean, and then he's proud to be an American. Well, it, you know, I think an awful lot of people in Arlington are turning over in their graves and their families would be, too. I mean, they, they often said that you know, the left were all, you know, anti-military, anti-law enforcement, not anymore. I mean, mm. if you're pro-military, you're pro, pro-FBI and law enforcement intelligence community, you can't possibly be supporting this guy. And on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, and Ward Morrow. Hey. But before we go, a final thought. Rose Montoya, a TikTok influencer, was banned from the White House after she photographed herself topless on the White House lawn. That's a surprising action for the White House to take, considering all the exposed boobs that have previously occupied the Oval Office. <laughs> the real crime here is that she missed an opportunity to post, along with a photo, my name is Rose Montoya, you saw my tatas, prepare to cry. <laughs> I learned many things over our summer break. For instance, no one likes it when you comment Happy Pride Month on MMA videos on YouTube. I also learned we should all have the freedom to express ourselves how we like. For example, there is a fan at Orioles games who dresses in orange and white robes dressed like Jesus. Of course, he's immediately more popular than the other orange Jesus who goes by another title, the 45th <laughs> President of the United States. The fan dressed as Orioles Jesus gives me a solution that will benefit all Orioles fans. If the Orioles lose their playoff run, then the only condition for the Angelos family to keep ownership of the team would be to nail John Angelos to a cross and force him to sing a karaoke of Always Look on the Bright Side of Life with James Corden. <laughs> 
after which we gladly trade him to get Brooks Robinson back. Oh, good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, and Ward Morrow. Theme music composed and arranged by your own Vandenhurek. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for early access to these episodes, extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A.A. Ron is tied up right now. (coughs) Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Race. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.